0: Thank you for restoring. Thank you for restoring. Thank you for restoring. Hallelujah. Thank you for making it over again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God restores. God restores. If you're able to stand, would you stand and just bow your head where you are? What you need, God has it. What you desire, God can give it. You're in the right place at the right time to receive a blessing from the Lord. There's a blessing with your name on it. There's a blessing with your name on it. There's healing with your name on it. There's peace with your name on it. There's deliverance with your name on it. Right now, I want you just to open your hands up like you're ready to receive it. Whether you lift them or keep them by your side, just open them up like you're ready to receive something. I'm ready to receive what God has for me. Thank you, Lord. I want to receive it. I want to receive more joy. I want to receive more peace. I want to receive more happiness. I want to receive my deliverance. I want to receive my breakthrough. I want to receive my elevation. I want to receive my move of God in you. I want to receive today, God. I came for deliverance and deliverance I receive, I I came for a blessing, I don't want to leave until you bless me, I don't want to let go until you bless me, I don't want to walk out the door until you bless me, I don't want to go back home the way I came in, I want to go back home fresh. Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There it is. There it is. Go ahead and worship him. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. 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 God. Hallelujah. 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 By your spirit, have your way in this place now and forevermore. In the name of Jesus we pray, amen. Amen. Remain on your feet for just a moment while I read this word. I want to read the passage of scripture you just read, but I want to read it from the New Living Translation, and I only want to read verse 6. It says Philippians 4. I'm going to read the New Living Translation, and I'm only reading verse 6 in the New Living Translation. I just messed everybody up just then. Here's what it says. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Before you take your seat, I want you to look at, go two or three people, just look, look them in the eye, and tell them it's time to shift your focus. Come on, tell somebody else it's time to shift your focus. It's time to shift your focus. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. It's time to shift your focus. When we talk about focus, we're talking about that term that used to describe one's concentration, what one centers one's attention upon, where you put your attention at, where you put your focus at. The word the word there for attention relates to the fact that there are all kinds of ways we lock in on things. There are at least four types of attention. There's that selective attention. There's the divided attention. Husbands, you know that real well. There's the sustained attention. There is the executive attention. What you have to realize is that many of us are paying attention to the wrong things and giving too little attention to the things that God wants us to we concentrate on the negative while we limit what is positive in our life we need to recognize that at some point we have to refocus ourselves in order to get out of the rut that we may be in yeah this is referred to as cognitive shifting yes i want you to cognitively shift Uh, That's the mental process whereby you redirect your attention from something you've been fixated upon that you switch from what you've been fixating on and move to something different. Some of us are prisoners of our own thoughts. We have been locked in so long that we don't realize that we're even locked in. We have one way of being, one way of doing, and when anything throws that off, we are off. If all signs are not green, then we don't move because we have locked ourselves in. But it's time to shift your Focus. I really do believe that Jesus was speaking this in the Sermon on the Mount. And I believe that God is speaking it even now as he is reminding us through the Apostle Paul that it's time to shift your focus. You know, I I don't know much about the Holocaust, but I do have a recollection of what Victor Franco once said about being in a Nazi concentration camp. In prison, in a concentration camp, he learned to do what he called de-reflection. In other words, in that principle, he ignored the aspects of life that worked against him and focused on the aspects of life that worked for him. In effect, what it did was it encouraged him to perceive something new in a situation where old perceptions were weighing him down. He had to find something positive in the midst of the negative. And I want to suggest to you brothers and sisters that you might need to shift your focus so that you stop concentrating on the negative and you look for the positive that God is actually doing in your current situation some of you can't celebrate your victories because you're too busy looking at your defeats You can't celebrate what's good about your marriage because you're too busy looking at the flaws in your marriage. And as long as you keep comparing your marriage to someone else's, yours will always be flawed because remember the picture they're giving you is the Instagram picture and it's always been touched up. The reality is that you and I have got to learn that shifting our focus will help us to survive in a hostile world. Uh, the Apostle Paul launches into a heavy discussion. He undoubtedly recognizes the struggle of the lived situation of the people around him. Now you have to realize he's not writing this message from some cushy, wonderful place. He's not sitting up drinking mint juleps or riding on a banana boat. He's not on the French Riviera. He's not sitting in Jamaica. Y'all man, no way. He's actually in prison, writing from prison to prison people who are not in prison, but are struggling. He says, stop thinking about what's going on and start living in Christ. Ooh, that'll preach all day in a He said, stop thinking about all the things that are not right and start thinking about what God is doing in your life right now. Because what it is today may not be what you want it to be, but thank God it's not what it could be because you and I know that if God had not blessed you, what is today would be much worse. But it's the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed and his compassions faileth not. Preach what I'm trying to. You have to know that it's time to shift your focus first thing the apostle says and i wanted to save this to the end but i gotta put it where he put it at the apostle says shift your focus from persecution to praise i i, I want to help you see it in the text he says in verse four rejoice in the lord always And if you didn't get it the first time he said rejoice, he says, and again I say rejoice. In case the first rejoice didn't work, let me be redundant. I know my grammar, but I'll say rejoice, rejoice. Oh, y'all missed that. Rejoice, rejoice. Wait a minute. Rejoice, rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. Apostle, are you still in prison? Yes, I am. Apostle, are you still bound? Yes, I am. Then why are you talking about rejoicing in the Lord always? Because my praise is not bound by my prison. You see, when you really are in God, your praise is undaunted regardless of the circumstances. It's uninterrupted. It is unbroken because you realize that what God has already done, if the Lord doesn't do anything else, he's already done enough today to get my praise. Let me see if I can help you right there. He woke you up this morning. Y'all didn't get it. He started you on your way. You had the use and activity of your limbs. Your mind was clear. You were able to put yourself together and come to the house of the Lord one more time. If the Lord doesn't do anything else, he's already blessed you enough to give him a hallelujah this morning. He says, rejoice in the Lord always. I, I want you to praise him anyhow. Okay. Preach, Was Let's go a little further. Not only does he say that I need you to shift your focus from your persecution to praise. Uh, can I do this one more time? Look at the person next. Say, neighbor. Don't let what you're going through stop you from getting where he's taking you to. He says shift your focus from the persecution to your praise. But then the second thing in the text, he says shift your focus from pessimism to patience. From pessimism to Patience. I know you're looking for it, so let's look at the text. The verse 5, I want the amplified version of verse 5. Watch this, what it said, because I need you to break down the words. Here it is. He says, Let your gentle spirit, your gracious, unselfish mercy, tolerance, and patience be made known to all people. The Lord is near. Y'all didn't get that yet. Listen, listen, there can be little question here that the apostle understands the teachings of Jesus. What he says to them is that I realize you're worried about what will happen next and you don't know what's going to happen. And some of you are struggling because you don't know the outcome yet. See, if you knew the outcome, then you could relax. But since you don't know the outcome, you're struggling with relaxing. I know some people who can't take watching a scary movie. But if they saw the ending and they know how it comes out, they can watch the movie because they know the outcome, so the fear that is brought by watching the movie is diminished because they know the outcome and they know the big scenes that happen in the outcome. some of us think that we've got to have it all together I've got to know the outcome I've got to plan it out I've got to figure it out everything's got to be laid out but I want to tell you right now you've got to learn to be able to live with some ambiguity in your life let me go to Abraham Maslow talks about people who are self-actualizers When you become a self-actualizing individual, those persons have a kind of an attitude that has a tolerance for uncertainty. Uh, they, They seem to live well with the unknown without feeling threatened by it. Listen. What you've got to develop now is a tolerance for ambiguity. You've got to get to the place where you trust God so much that even if you don't know how he's going to fix it, you know it's going to be fixed. Y'all ain't got that yet somebody looking at you, instead of you being pessimistic, my glass is half empty now baby, my glass is being filled right now, it's just gotten to the halfway point but it's still on the rise, I'm not just half full, I'm rising baby, you can't talk about where I am, cause you don't know where I am God is doing a new thing inside of me, you need to recognize that what God is doing in me, I may not be able to put my finger on it, but I can tell you this much, i already read the book Romans eight twenty eight tells me that all things I wish I had two or three people to help me preach right here all things I wish I had somebody that could witness this all things all things work together for the good of those that love the Lord I don't know how he's going to work it out but he works it out says he says you you need to relax 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 rejoice 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 relax because he says be anxious for nothing y'all be anxious for nada no thing okay I know y'all struggling with me right now so let me see if I can preach one more again verse six says Do not be anxious or worried about anything. Would you look at the person next to you and say, Neighbor, I know he's preaching to me. I just figured out it's for you too. (laughs) Don't be anxious or worried about anything nada but in everything but in everything every circumstance and situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving continue to make your specific request known unto God oh my God I want to tell you this, y'all. y'all I'm, I'm shifting somebody right now. Shift your focus from your problems to prayer. Shift your focus from your problems to prayer. If you're praying about it, why worry about it? You need to shift from your problems to your prayer life. Now, 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 now this is going to bless somebody. Because he says that I can pray specifically for what I need. I don't have to just pray a generic prayer. I don't need to pray ge- I can specifically ask him for what I desire. But, but you know what, what messes this, thing, this prayer thing up? He throws in there... He says, prayer with thanksgiving. In other words, he links your praise with your prayer. So if you're not praising while you're praying, you probably missed the point. He says, I need a thank you before you get the blessing. When I told you it was on the way, you could say thank you. Y'all missed it. When I told you I was going to make a way, go ahead and say thank you. When I told you I was going to fix it, go ahead and say thank you. When I told you it was going to work out, go ahead and say thank you. When I told you it was going to be all right, go ahead and say thank you. Don't wait until it's all right, thank me now. Because my credit is good. I've never left you. And I will not forsake you. I will be with you. Even to the end of the world. That's what the Lord said. I was uh, going back through some of my my old sermons I did years ago. Back when I used to have my little tiny black book by like that, the page is real small, uh, Mrs. Hawkins was always shocked that I could see that little writing. Uh, the problem was, I didn't realize that one day I'd need these cheaters. <laughs> and I was looking back at a little old story, this is the old story, and it caught my attention because the story I had written then, it was in the scribbled notes on my my paperwork it was a story about a woman The, the woman was had a bunch of children and her husband had left and she got to the place where she couldn't feed her family and she started praying one day and her window was open and she was praying Lord I need to feed my family I don't know what to do God fix it I don't know how I'm gonna make out I don't know what's going to happen in my life, but I put it in your hands. God, I trust you. God, I thank you. I praise you in advance. I give you the glory. She just got given God the praise. A man walked by and had heard her praying, but he didn't believe in God. So he said, I'm going to mock this woman. I'm going to play a trick on her. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go get some groceries. He went and got the groceries, sat him down at the stoop, put them in front of a door, knocked on the door. She went to the door and she saw the groceries and she began to give God a praise. He said, I'm going to make her look stupid now. He jumped out from the bushes and said, God didn't give you that. You praising God for that? God didn't do it. I did that. She looked at him and she said, yes, the Lord did. Even if he had to use the devil to bring it, God fixed it. Look at somebody say, neighbor, I don't know which devil God's going to use, but God's going to fix it. God. yeah 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 i don't know which devil god's gonna use but he's gonna fix it i'm gonna praise him anyhow i'm gonna praise him anyhow i'm gonna thank him anyhow i may not see it yet but i'm gonna give him a praise anyhow Hallelujah. Anyhow. Hallelujah. Anyhow. Hallelujah. Anyhow. I'm going to move on. Hallelujah. Anyhow. Okay. James 5 and 16 says, confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. And here's what he says, the effective and fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman availeth much. Look at the person next Say, neighbor, I'm praying for you. And there's power in my prayer. I'm going to leave you now, but uh, I know I usually stop with three points, but I, I got one more, just one, because the text just calling me. Every time I try to walk away, the text looks back at me and says, say something about me. So, so let me just, let me just say this last one. He, he tells you one more thing. He says, shift your focus from perplexity to peace. I'm going home today and I'm walking in peace. Look at somebody right now and say, Neighbor, I'm going home today. I'm going to get my shout in first. But when I leave here, I'm walking in peace. Now, you might be wondering why I'm picking my feet up a little high. Because when you walk in peace, you let go of so many weights, you feel like you're walking on air. Okay. Yeah. Let, let, let me, let me, I gotta, I gotta leave, you. here it is, here it is, here's what scripture says. He says, verse 7, and the peace of God, after you done prayed and praised, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. Will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. W- would you? Would you? Would you help me one more time? Just say, neighbor. It don't make no sense. I feel better already. Tell somebody else. Nothing's changed yet, but I feel better already. There's a peace in. Cause I know God's gonna fix it and since he's fixing it it's all right come on and praise him come on and praise him come on and praise him it's all right it's all right As you stand all over the sanctuary, shift your focus. Shift your focus. Maybe there's one who would like to be a part.